just decided to keep it moving. Welcome to the podcast, which name is Not Great. Not Great with Bethy. That's me. I'm Bethy. I am with Steph McCann. That's me. I'm Steph McCann. How would you describe yourself? Oh, man. What a broad question. Or like, cause it's like I want to be like, I'm here with oh. improviser, writer. Person. Person. Uh, person, comedy person who likes stuff. I'm here with Kylie Jenner Stan, Steph Ooh, McCann. That's great. Kylie Jenner Stan, recent um, transplant of lover of celebrity gossip. I've recently come into loving celebrity gossip so much. I love it so much. So yeah, that's the whole title. Put that on a card. That is something that is interesting to me that this is a recent love for you. Okay. It wasn't totally recent. Like I loved celebrity gossip so much when I was um, in, I distinctly remember I was in sixth grade because my parents were going through a divorce. So I only read magazines and watched E! News and I like Mm. loved the shit out of it until probably like um, ninth grade when I was like, no, 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 I'm really cool. I like artsy stuff. And now baby, I'm back. Full (laughs) throttle. I love it. (laughs) I don't know what was going wrong in my life to make me really love celebrity gossip. I guess being bullied in elementary school. It's always something going wrong. And then you're like, wait a second. These people seem like they have it all, but they don't, (laughs) which is also good. I am uh, reading a book right now called The Star Machine by Jeanette something or other. Mm. Uh, Bassinger? Jeanette Bassinger. And... It's going into all of these different um, golden, like stars of golden Hollywood, the golden age of televisions. Nope, yeah. cinema, the other one. Who cares? And how they all like were growing up in the depression. Like Lana Turner uh, would just go to the movies like every day because that was where they could be because they were borderline homeless. Yeah. Because her dad was murdered in like a card game gone south. Wow. Yeah, so they were, like, going to the movies to escape sadness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is exactly the same. I go to um, TMZ.com. Just kidding. I would never. But because like, I know. lost my daddy in a card game. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Relatable. Um, very relatable. It's escapism. That's we, what it is. We just got done watching the Golden Globes. We did. It, it all happened. So much happened. We and were there. Yet so little. That is true. I, like, I felt like I hyped it up. I was like, man, some crazy... Well, the commercials were telling me crazy stuff was going to happen. And then there were some crazy commercials that happened. I feel like that's Mm. the most important thing of the night is Winona Ryder's comeback hair. Let's let's get around to what everyone's talking about with the Golden Globes, and that is the commercial for... Well, I don't even know what product it was. I know it was... I want to a say brand. Enorme, but that is definitely Jenna Marone's perfume <laughs> in 30 Rock. I want to say it's L'Oreal. Like, I feel like it's something just like super generic drugstore brand. And they were like, we got Winona. But yeah, and it's something, it's just some sort of hair repair mask. Right. Um, Speaking as someone who uses a hair repair mask, like, I get it. It is important and it is life changing. No, yeah. Hair repair mask. I have literally destroyed my hair upwards of six times over the past eight months and hair repair masks are amazing they are so what let's explain what actually happened was that Winona Ryder uh well we don't know it's her an actress is getting ready in a room she's pacing she's nervous she's going over her speech reading cue cards reading a note that says something about like knock him dead m who is m (laughs) who is m let's get down to the (laughs) bottom of this (laughs) 
<laughs> no, but she's pacing back and forth. She, she's nervous. And then someone comes to the door. We're ready for you. No, it was they're ready for you. They. Important. Not we. They. They're ready. <laughs> Who's they? It's us. Turns around. It's Winona Ryder. And then the slogan was something along the lines of, everyone deserves a comeback and your hair is no different. Right. And we were talking about how there were like three huge emotions that happened in under a second. And it was like, whoa, it's Winona Ryder. And then it's like... And then the gall. Yeah, right. And then it's like, everyone deserves a comeback. And we're like, oh, interesting. You know, a little shot at her career. Like it did... <laughs> Who is Kevin? M? Where is Harry Styles? Where is Woody? But I wanted to talk about um, my friend's theory that Kirk Douglas is the murderer of the Black Dahlia. Okay. That's all I really know about the theory, but I like it. Okay, so there's nothing else to that theory? Besides that he has a, an alleged history of brutality and was around at the same time. He had motive. He had means. Yes. He was in L.A. It's all there. The pieces fit together. We have all the clues. <laughs> Mr. Snowman. We could have saved. We, we couldn't have. all the clues. It was um, years and years yeah, and years Yeah, I agree. The fun thing about the Black Dahlia is that it could be anyone, and it's fun to just say that it's everyone. That's true. That might Same be with what Zodiac. Harry Styles was doing tonight. <laughs> Time traveling. <laughs> oh sorry guys i have to go commit the black dolly murder and then you know what if there's a black if there's another identical black dahlia murder tomorrow in england you know who it is and also that would be crazy if that shit started happening again because did you know that the black dahlia murder is just one in a string of similar murders that happened around la in that time. There's, Do tell. There's about nine murders that happened. Yeah, there's a whole podcast about it. It's so good. This is I like it, how there were multiple high, like highway interstate serial killers in LA in the 70s. Uh, if there's a podcast about that, I would love to listen. I don't know if there's a podcast <laughs> specifically about that. Okay. I just know that there... That's the thing. Do you think that there are fewer serial killers now because people are getting caught? Or do you think it's just the thing that... The only reason that we think that there were a lot more serial killers in like the seventies and eighties is that those people's crimes have been identified and like yeah, it, it's like the way that it seems like there were more hit music songs in the fifties just because those are the only songs that exist now. Right. Like we don't hear the bylamoses of the fifties. Right, because only the good ones have lasted. Also, side note: there, uh, how much is that doggy in the window? was number one on the charts for six weeks when it came out. What year was that? I don't know. Sometime in the 50s. I don't know how I know this fact, but it's a good one, and you should tell everyone. I do know that in the year 1969, during all of the social upheaval of the 60s, the number one song of the year was Sugar Sugar by the Archies, which was a cartoon band. People just needed it at the time. I think what we need to understand is that Archie Comics and the whole cast of Riverdale will always be important <laughs> to the zeitgeist. Uh, I think Cole Sprouse will always be 
uh, very important to this country. Mm-hmm. He is everything. He's number one on my charts. I do want to tell you about the Black Dahlia murders. Yes. Okay. Um, this is very interesting, and there's a podcast. I think it's called, like, The Black Dahlia Murders. It's by Hollywood and Crime, and it's so interesting. The woman who hosts it is insufferable, hmm. and the way that she does commercials is... Because on podcasts, you have to do ads, as Bethy knows. Squarespace. <laughs> No. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm brought to you by Blue Apron. Got that Blue Apron money. No, um, so the way that she does ads is terrible, and I, the whole thing, it's just kind of clunk, like clunky. Like, it's not that good yet, but whatever. Um, so the first murder that happened was down the street from where I live, and I drive past it every time I go to the gym, and I look in, like, I look in the window, because I'm like, I just need to, I, mm-hmm. am I going to see a ghost today? But it was a woman named, like, Geraldine something, and she was 19, and she got murdered in her bathtub, and all of her blood was drained, and it was similar. It was almost like the the murderer was, like, practicing to, like, mm-hmm. know how to be uh, the Black Dahlia murder. And it was very interesting. Anyway, great podcast. Um, yeah. Something that I find annoying in a lot of true crime or procedurals is when they will talk about um, that the cuts are so precise Mm -hmm. that only, like, a doctor could have done this or whatever. But, like, were they that precise, though? (laughs) There was one episode of Bones where they were like, these cuts are so precise, it has to be the, the work of a surgeon and they were looking at a surgeon and it turned out what happened is that she had fallen the victim had fallen into a um applesauce maker so her body was like spiralized like um like an apple getting like peeled and and mushed oh and to me that does not speak of regular cuts (laughs) of precise action falling into some sort of mangler or (laughs) thresher or sauce producer Right. It does not give you yeah. the precise cuts of a <laughs> surgeon I don't bones. Think, I don't think that they teach you that in med school. Like, here's how to peel a body like a fucking apple. Um, also, <laughs> day three of medical school. Yeah, like, we're going to teach this you is how to very peel important. It. You're going to be doing this all the time. Um, yeah. Also, like, whenever they're like, they're so precise. They're so like, oh my god, these cuts are perfect. It's like, do you want to bone this murderer? Like, stop trying to compliment the murderer. <laughs> Why don't you go marry the murderer? Yeah. yeah Jonathan Groff. Yeah, so interesting. Yeah, that is that is an interesting way of saying it. Also, like the Black Dahlia one, they think that it was like a person who was a doctor of some sort. But clearly this guy, and you'll find out from the podcast that there were so many murders that happened before the Black Dahlia. So like... He was just practicing for a long time. Like, he just... Like he was in med school, again, you see. Yeah. No, I'm really in love with this idea, like, how when you first work in culinary school, you just peel potatoes the whole time. (laughs) And so, like, the first six months of med school, you're just peeling bodies. You're just peeling those bodies. Get that skin off. It's about doing the work. (laughs) Paying your dues. Paying your dues. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I genuinely don't know what they do in med school, and I never want to find out. What if med school was like comedy where to like break into medicine you had to do a lot of surgeries like for free? <laughs> and you had to do bad surgeries. Like it's the like the back of restaurants. <laughs> it's like, man, don't worry about the bad surgeries. The good ones will come. You just gotta pay your dues. And everyone's being like a dick to you. <laughs> oh. I saw his episiotomy on YouTube and it just blew my mind. It was like, we gotta get this guy in the room. So we had a general 
<laughs> with this general hospital, and that was a terrible pun. And that's I'm what sorry. general hospitals about. It's about hiring those surgeons for SNL. <laughs> Lauren Michaels shows up to the back of the surgery restaurant. This is a thing that we've already talked about in life, but I want to bring up again, is that Lauren Michaels and Paul Simon live in the same building and share an elevator. Which is so good. It's so good. (laughs) And in my mind, it's not even an elevator. In my mind, it's like like an infinity bridge that goes to nowhere. Right. I, I just imagine Paul Simon and Lauren Michaels like standing in this like blank void and it's just them and this bridge. Interesting, because when you told me about their weird um, housing situation, I imagined a beautiful glass treehouse. It's like a, it's like, it's like a treehouse, but it's like so beautiful and white, and it's like, it's just really modern. But then there's a bridge in between, but it's also in a tree. Also, it's in the middle of Central Park, and I can't explain where this came from, but it immediately came to my mind when you told me, and now it will never leave. This crystal palace, (laughs) crystal palace in the sky, attached to a tree. Yeah. uh, Yep, that's that's what I see. And I I think think, it's perfect. Yeah, Paul Simon and Lauren Michaels definitely live in the tree from Fern Gully. Have Paul Simon and Lauren Michaels had some sort of sexual experience together? (sighs) Has Lauren Michaels had a sexual experience ever? Yes. Okay. With Paul Simon? Yes. I think so, too. I think so. I, well... Confirmed. Yes. I feel and like they 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 had stuff done to them side by side. Yeah, they and they like high fived. They high fived, and one <laughs> of them tried to like you know how sometimes when two old men high five and they think that they're holding hands, oh. but they're not like the yeah they'll they're just like them, mm, yeah they'll like kind of intertwined fingers mm-hmm. that happened and mm-hmm. then abruptly broke apart. Right, and no more eye contact. None of that. There was but, never eye contact. Right, the whole time. Never, but like. They were they were next to each other for sure. They were definitely next and to each other while other people did stuff. I want to go back to why I think music videos are better than movies. Wow. Or, or why I dislike movies. Okay. Why I don't like the entire genre of film. <laughs> do you have like a favorite movie or your? Oh, I do. I have. I've made a list of my hundred favorite movies. I made that list of like a hundred. Yes. That's too many movies. I don't know what to tell you. Um, there are a lot of movies that I like, but I feel like they are freaks of nature of a shitty medium. Okay. Um, I think that, I think the length of a movie is long enough for me to get bored, but too short to really get involved with the characters or fall in love with them. Okay. So it is like the exact wrong amount of time for both attention span and character development. Okay. If it was shorter, like a TV show or like a web series and I was engaged and then also it was a TV series the overall amount of time spent with the characters is longer and they they fully develop in your mind and they become Mm -hmm. fully fleshed out like it's annoying right the length of a movie um i also have issues like i get anxiety anytime something is ending so i think the finality of films probably just like gives me too much existential dread (laughs) this is like these characters exist for an hour and a half and then are basically dead like they're never coming back they're never gonna they're dead they have died where are they're dead they're dead they're dead even in happy Mm. movies like even so in turner and hooch 
Hooch dies. Mm -hmm. But then by the end of the movie, Turner has also died because he's not coming back. So basically you need to just like meet these people and then they die is what you're saying. These movies, it's just too hard. They either, so movies either need to be short like a music video or something where they're not around long enough for me to care that they exist and then go away in an instant. Okay. Or TV shows that never really end because if I don't watch the series finale, then it never happened. Okay. Very true. A lot of my favorite shows I have never watched. I don't watch the series finale. Oh my gosh. Finale. Well, I just don't fuck with them. Yeah, that's fine. I, I, I do get that because there's some sort of like permanence of a series finale and they're so sad like they're always like hey man you want to cry i have a memory of watching the series finale of just shoot me when i was in first grade i didn't watch the rest of just shoot me i just watched the series (laughs) finale with my mom and i cried i was like all these people are hugging and crying and i don't know them but i'm sad and then i went back and watched it it's very good um okay i i 100 sympathize with your uh critique of movie lengths because i can't I, I do like movies, um, and I, I love going to the movies. I love, like, being, like, sitting there and whatever. But I could never go out of my way to watch a movie that I'm just, like, not too sure about at my house. I'll watch a movie, like, if someone's like, hey, Steph, this movie's really good. It's on Netflix or whatever. I'll, I'll watch it because I know that I will like it. But I would never just, like, sit down and watch whatever movie's on TV, which is what my mom does all day. Like, she loves – she's like, oh, man, this – Katherine Heigl movie is on. It just came on the TV. I've never heard of it. And now I'm going to watch it. And she watches it. I just spent two weeks with her and I watched so many. Do you know how many Katherine Heigl movies there are? There's so many. I didn't know that. And they just come on the TV all day long. Um, See, I'll watch like 10 minutes of a movie on TV that like I did with We Are Your Friends. Oh, right. Uh, A lot of my favorite movies are ones that as a kid were just constantly on, usually Comedy Central or ABC Family. So like Robin Hood Men in Tights. Mm, That's a good one. Uh, Lily Blonde is on all the time now. It wasn't at the time. Devil Wears Prada is on all the time I don't like Devil Wears Prada. Whoa. I I don't like Devil Wears Prada. watched it. That's bad. I mainly just don't like the blue speech. Because I oh. think that it doesn't recognize streetwear as an important <laughs> part of the fashion cycle. And, like, from there, and what a bad boyfriend Adrian Grenier Oh, he's terrible. Is. He's the worst. And then they, like, get back together and they move to Boston so in the end. Which, it. like, imagine moving to Boston. Imagine. <laughs> can you even imagine moving to Boston? Ugh! I'm from New England. I can say this. Not from Massachusetts, but right in that Connecticut connection. Pretty, pretty high. <laughs> I can, I'll make fun of Boston whenever I want. No, um, Delores Prada, I think is good. I understand. No, I, I like that speech. Blue speech mm. fucking rocks. Yeah, so movies, I don't know. I, I can't watch a movie unless I'm like, this is going to be good. I also don't like, well, that's the thing is that a lot of the movies that are good, I don't like watching. So I think <laughs> that I have that issue too, that the, yeah. the critical consensus and I usually do not agree. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I have trouble, um, seeing myself in a movie in that, like, I don't see anyone that I would like to have sex with in a movie. So then I can't see, I can't watch it anymore. So that was part of the three billboards. I was like, no, I don't want to fuck any of these people, but now I want to see the movie because someone said it was good. And I think (laughs) that Sam Rockwell in, not in that movie, but just in general, is pretty babely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is, but not in the movie. But not in that movie. Right. I want to watch anything that the guy from This Is Us, Milo, Milo, I want to watch him. Is he in any movies? Is he in any movies? He's in Gilmore Girls. He's in Heroes. 
He has to be in some movies. Well, I would like to see all of those movies, and I would like to see them nominated for Oscars this year. Here is one of my favorite movie-watching experiences I've ever had. Mm. I was house-sitting, and I was watching Twilight on someone's back deck Mm. in um, a development that abutted the woods in southern Indiana. And at the very beginning of the movie, when the Cullens are hunting a deer a deer wandered into the yard and just sort of chilled. So I felt like I was in the film, that I was going to get to eat that deer. Okay. Interesting. And it just, like, it had a, a beautiful synchronicity. Yeah. that's That seems like a peaceful experience for you. Um, I think part of it is I, I also don't like the movie-going experience. I don't like being in theaters. I don't oh. like not being able to pause things. I don't like... Uh, feeling anxious about whether or not it's okay to go to the bathroom at this moment. (laughs) Okay. And I only, for me, certain movies have to be watched during the day or at nighttime. And the fact that movie theater is a giant empty void, just this blackness is like, well, how do I know what time of day it is? I don't know whether this is the time to watch this movie. I like watching Chocolat while I'm cooking. I like it when I feel like I'm in the movie a little bit. There's like an immersion thing. Mm. You need to feel that you're really in the movie or embodying what the movie yeah. says. Yeah, I like watching Shaun of the Dead while I'm hungover. I like watching <laughs> Scream when I'm very anxious about the patriarchy and rape culture, which is always, which is probably why it's one of my favorite movies. Okay. Um, yeah, I like I like a sort of feeling of being in the film. It's probably why I'm so gay for um, the wet and wild world of Harry Potter, whatever it's called. The wizarding, the wild wizarding world? Uh, the wet and wild world of Harry Potter is its porn parody. The wizarding world of Harry wizarding Potter. Wizarding world of Harry Potter. Um, oh, wait. Speaking about uh, porn for a second, the way you said like a while ago, you were like, I don't like having anxiety over when is it going to end? When mm. is this movie going to end? Well, I recently watched a porn compilation video because I was like, those do feel completely endless because there's no arc. No, like, you have no idea no, what it's going to be over. End. No, here's the thing is that I was like, Seth, you got to get the job done. Could do something fast. And <laughs> I watched a porn compilation video, but I didn't like it because once you get into someone's porn story, it's over. It's on to the next part of the compilation. It's on to another couple. And I'm just like, I can't do this. Why do you keep I would like to know the whole storyline of the mm. couple. I want to know exactly what they do after they come, which typically porn videos end after that, but I'm like I want to know more. And I want to know what led them to the point in the video where I am in the compilation. Like why they started fucking. Why did they start fucking? What was it like? What was the foreplay like? Did he do anything? Probably not based on base, you know, the higher the quality the video like the better quality, you know, camera angles and stuff. I'm like the less that he went down on her. I know that. Yeah, that's true. For a fact. The only porn I can think of where you do see what happens after is a Jenna Jameson movie called The Devil in Miss Jones. And what happens after they have sex is that she's been in hell the whole time. That's and great. it's a big reveal. We love a storyline. It was quite a twist. <laughs> I mean, it's right there on the cover, so it's not really a twist. Right. Uh, well, anyway, porn compilation videos, nope. They are too finite for me. My issue with movies. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. What's your favorite movie? Oh, man. Uh, if you asked me this when I was 16 years old, I would have said Fight Club, and I would have <laughs> thought that I was very cool for saying that. Uh, Fight Club is fine, but fuck, no. It's fine. It's 
You know, um, David Fincher, director of Fight Club, yep. and all those other movies that are so fucking great. Boy also, movies. Vogue, the Madonna video. Shit, really? Yeah. I gotta check it out. And Express Yourself, I believe. Wow. But, like, especially Vogue. Good for him. I'm saying, and it's, I feel like Vogue holds <laughs> up better than Fight Club? the game, at the very least. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, so I would have said Fight Club to impress people. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I have like a number one go-to favorite movie at the moment. I would say, uh, oh shit. Now I got to think about this. Mine's probably Scream. Okay. Or Clueless. Oh, Clueless is good. Scream, Clueless, and Shaun of the Dead usually fight for supremacy. Okay. But now I'm going to try and think of what my favorite music video is. It's I don't know. Folk. For some reason, like, Knocked Up is coming up on one of my fa- I don't know. I just, I recently watched that movie. and I Because I lo- Catherine Heigl's in it. Did you watch it with uh, your mom? Yes, I did. <laughs> I watched a fucking full day of Catherine Heigl. Uh, no, uh, it's not, like, it's obviously not Knocked Up, but, like, I, I don't know. I like that movie. Is uh, it because that's where you first saw Iris Apatow? Yeah, it's where I first saw Iris Apatow, who I'm fucking obsessed with. She's 14. I wish that I wasn't, but she's so, I don't, she's very cool. Um... I feel the same way about Mercy Richter. It's like, you're too cool, and I don't right. like... Why you should you be a, so a person, your own person, before I get to be obsessed with you. Exactly. And, like, you're 14 years old, and you're just so cool, and, like, you're doing homework on school nights, but you're still cooler than me. That's what's happening there, which is... It's just hard. Um, no, she's very cool in that movie. Um, I don't know. I, I honestly... Is that bad that I can't think of... A number one favorite movie. I think it's funny. Do that I just not have interests? I said that I don't like movies and I can name three that I like off the top of my head and you yeah. like movies and you can't. I mean, I can name like my favorite movies that I've seen recently, but I wouldn't say that they're my favorite. Okay. Like The Big Sick. That was good. I loved. Uh, is it my favorite movie? Maybe not. But Get Out, loved. Your favorite movie? I don't know. Um, Back to Golden Globes. Get Out was robbed. Get Out was robbed. Completely. Also, yeah. Robbed. Lady Bird, uh, not robbed, but pickpocketed? Pickpocketed, because they got in there. They got the the big in, and they got acting. They got acting. the fact that they didn't get director is absurd. Yeah, nominated for director. Yeah, not even nominated. Uh, Not cute. Yeah, not bad form for the Golden Globes, but um, I don't know. We still have those Oscar nominations. I shall probably get nominated for an Oscar. I feel like after the yay that um, the mess that Black Swan Woman, Natalie Portman, Natalie Portman losing my goddamn she's mind. She's wonderful. She fucking called it out. Like, yeah, she I, did. There are days where I just do not care for that Natalie Portman, but today was one of the days where I liked her. Yeah, and she just said it without stuttering. She was just like, here are the male directors. Like, she just, it was just, yeah. Because it's true, and they are all male. And then it cut to all of the male directors' faces, and they sat in shame, which is now the only way that I can come. They just looked so chastened. They were like, oh, shit. It was very arousing. She called us out. I'm a man, which was great. And the only way that they could come back, it was a really good thing that Guillermo del Toro won, because he's the only <clears throat> guy who could have <throat> gone up there and accepted and been like adorable enough yeah. to sort of and it was good. It was glide so over that. He's from Mexico, which is another win. Anything that would piss off our current president, in my mind, is a win. <laughs> uh, yeah, and he's he seems like a good guy. He was very excited, and yeah, I I do should probably see Shape of Water now. 
Also, yeah. Oh. I will see it. Oh. I know my favorite movie. Okay. It's not my favorite. See, I don't, I'm not confident enough to say favorite movie, but Almost Famous is so good. I, I love it good. so much. Okay. Okay. It just what do came you, up. When did it come up? In my head. Okay. What do you like about it? I like um, the tiny dancer bus scene. Okay. I love I love to see a good sing along. I love, <laughs> I love uh, the music in that movie, and I love um, Kate Hudson. It's like her one cool role. She's good for her. Zoe Deschanel, blonde. Blonde Zoe Deschanel is fascinating. Always fun to see. Um, is Fruza Bulk in that movie too? Is another one of the groupies? I, don't know who that I is. think she is. Also, From the craft. Oh, okay. Did not watch Nancy it. Know that craft. I should. Mm. You need to get on that. I know. I know. It's pretty important. Next October. Yeah, it's. I feel all movies have to be watched at certain times: daytime, nighttime, <laughs> seasons, and the craft. You have to do yeah. watch in the fall. Yeah. You can't. That is. Maybe a, you could do it in February too. February would count. Why does Why is February also? A I think because month? it's short and because of the emphasis on romantic love. Yeah. Um, watching spooky movies in February is kind of like a fuck you to the idea of like romance, and then it's also more acknowledging how dark and cold and shitty February usually is. Wow, that is so interesting. What is my birth month of March? Okay, I was going to say, what is your birth month? <laughs> what is my birth month? Uh, <laughs> it's March. What do you watch in March? Well, it's springtime. It's the beginning of spring. So you can start watching movies. I feel like you can start watching movies that are spring or summer in March. Right. Okay. So like a Mr. Bean's Holiday, a Marie Antoinette. Marie Antoinette is a good movie to watch in March. That would be a great March movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you can watch that all the way up to Labor Day. It's You can wear white and watch Marie Antoinette around the exact same window. But then after that day. God help you. Put, pack it up. <laughs> pack it up. Here's, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna say a hot take uh, that I think I have told you in person before is that I hate spring. I think it is the worst season. I you have told me It is before. terrible and disgusting and I, I would like to skip through it every time. Um, what is disgusting about just like how like mushy the ground yes and okay so i grew up in new england so spring in new england is different than spring in california but i have similar feelings in spring in california so spring in new england is like so it's it's a mushy ground it's so gross it is a gross ground situation it's also so it's starting to get warm and by comparison of how cold it's been you are so sweaty and you're like oh my god what do i wear it is so warm now even though it's like not that warm or you start like thinking that you can wear your summer clothes Mm -hmm. and then you're cold for the whole day it's it's a fashionably confused season Mm. i when i think spring i think of these like terrible green capris that i had because i was like girl you gotta wear capris because it's half so but these are ugly whatever so also um important to me no one is tan so it's just a nice it's a pale it's pale but you're wearing your warm clothes so it doesn't match together um you don't have that nice little glow you're just pasty and sad and then um what are other things yeah weather rain i don't like the rain also i feel like an intense wave of like depression around spring and it used to be like with school like everything was just kind of like coming together and ending and I felt like I was crashing and burning by the end of the year and I thought that I wouldn't feel that when I graduated but then last year that's when I lost my job and was working seven days a week so I I felt it again this spring so yeah fuck spring yeah fuck 
next spring. I'm okay with uh, pasty and depressing because that's kind of like the look I'm going for all the time. <laughs> um, but maybe that's why I don't like winter. Is that like... It's stealing your look? Yeah, it's my look. <laughs> uh, you don't like winter. Is that like your number one? Yeah, winter's my least... No, summer might be my least favorite ho- uh, season. I don't know. Yeah. I don't summer like either lasts, extreme particularly. Summer lasts for a long Way time too here. long. That was... It happened for so long and it just kept happening. And as a person who loves summer, I was like, bring it home. Go send it back. I used to hate summer. Um, I think because I liked... I didn't necessarily like going to school, but I liked the anchor of routine that mm. school gave me. Yeah, I, I, I like routine. Um, so the the sort of endlessness, again, a large void that mm. summer is, yeah. left me feeling a little, like, out to sea. Right. A little weird. Yeah. Yeah, summer was weird. I felt like... I actually had this thing when I was, like, little. I would kind of feel like I was wasting my summer, and then I would go to camp for a week, and then everything after camp, I knew that, like, oh, my God, summer's ending. You got to do as much as you want to. But then as I got older, um, as an older kid, I would have to go to the older kids' camp. Like, I aged out of that program, Mm -hmm. and so then camp came later in the summer, and then I just felt like I was wasting summer for a long time. So, weird anecdote. Loved camp. (laughs) I went to the nerdiest camp as possible i think oh i don't know maybe we're gonna find out let me let me let me do mine it was uh, called saint charles summer institute and it was a day camp you didn't stay and you took classes you had one class during the morning and one class during the afternoon and different subjects and in in my time at saint charles i took classes in calligraphy uh role-playing games uh Law. There was one where you <laughs> yes. just where you just learned like where you did mock trial basically the Teach whole time. Teach these kids to be public defenders. That's how I learned how to cite precedents, and then I also learned about Tinker versus Des Moines and symbolic speech being a protected right in schools, and that came up later in the Bush administration. So thank you, Saint Charles. Needed that. It was important. That's amazing. And yeah, no, you win. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I went to wait. Was yours like uh, affiliated with religion at all? Cause it was. It was in a Catholic school, but it was not particular. Like we didn't do prayers or anything. Yeah, okay. it just took place in a school and was run by that school. Nice. I went to Camp Claire in Hamburg, Connecticut. Um, I went to a couple camps, but this is one that I went to like long term. But it it does have religious affiliation, I think. I didn't realize it while I was going to it at the time, but then later on, I was telling people like the cheers and stuff that we would do and one of them like before we ate we would go like na 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 yay god wow but there were so many others like we sang about god and jesus all the time and i was like yeah that's normal we're just at camp we sing about god time to eat uh but no i regardless of the religious affiliation camp claire was it's it's wet hot american summer like it's it's that type of camp where um, all of the camp counselors were having sex and I had crushes on all of them and it was it was a good time. You know, I went to a camp that was like if Wet Hot American Summer was just the drama kids and the indoor kids <laughs> and that's it. That's just just the kids playing D&D and learning about rocks and yeah. then the kids putting on the musical. Yeah. And those are the only children there and then they would go home 
after about 5 p.m. every day. You know what my camp did that was... So we just had cliche. Like, we had sports, but then we had drama. We had crafts. We had all that kind of stuff. But we had all of these games that we would play, like, really fun games that everyone knew. Like, we had this... um, I don't know, whatever, lots of games. But there was one that was called Survivor that happened once a session, only in the older people's session. So like when you turn like 10, you get to do Survivor. Okay, so the way that it is, a lot of people enter and then eight people are in the program to do Survivor. And for Survivor, you have to live outside. (laughs) This is crazy. You have to live outside and like survive basically on whatever you can find and do and make and all of that kind of stuff for as long as possible. And this is happening while camp is also happening. So like I never, I was not going to do survivor cause I'm like, hi, I need a shower. Um, so while like we were all going to like the pool and to the lake and doing all of these normal things like crafts and stuff, we just saw the survivor kids out there just like trying to fucking live, <laughs> like try to make it through the day. Like they would like actually have to sleep in the forest and like make their own shelter and like all of that kind of stuff. And there, this one kid, Cody won during my session and he was like 11 years old and he was just out there living. Like I remember it was raining one night and we're like fucking Cody, poor guy man we're gonna go roast marshmallows or whatever um that's bad that's like not good now that i'm thinking about it but i'm sure there were counselors like checking on them and yeah to make sure that nobody got like eaten right or died of exposure but like in that time they could have yeah i suppose but you know it was camp claire and no rules baby um, Plus, also, they were all bathed in Christ's love, so nothing bad was going to happen. Christ's love. <laughs> also, there was a hot counselor. Okay, so my whole life is categorized by who I have a crush on at all times. <laughs> and I, baby, I have a crush at all times. No, so there was this camp counselor, Sam, and he, he wasn't like the hot one that everyone liked. Dan was, which I also liked him. Don't worry. I still Facebook stuck him. Anyway. <laughs> so, Sam... It was so hot, and I had just <laughs> discovered my love for the Goo Goo Dolls, um, and I was on my way home. So I loved him so much, but I never talked to him because I was like, meh, meh, meh. like I am so shy. But like I, we always like made looks at each other, um, and I was like, oh, he loves me too. Guess I'll try again when I'm twelve next year. No, he was like nineteen years old. Anyway, <laughs> um, so I discovered my love for the Goo Goo Dolls and the song name by the Goo Goo Dolls I inserted our entire narrative into that song and like I was just like this is about us because there's a line that's like you grew up way too fast and I was like that's him he's older <laughs> it's like there's nothing to believe and I'm like I'm crushed and then reruns have become our history and I was like this is a rerun I've done this before why do I keep crushing on older men and then reruns have become our history a tired song keeps playing on a tired radio. Another, like, Steph, stop doing the shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so that's it. I like you're already identifying <laughs> unhealthy patterns in your behavior at 12, but have yet to correct them. <laughs> and now it's over 10 years later. <laughs> I am 23 years old, and, oh, yeah, I do like older men who are bad. Uh, <laughs> reruns, yeah, yeah, it's happening. But it's fine. It's good. It's it's, that nobody listens to the radio anymore. Yeah, yeah, Tired Song's not playing on the radio anymore. Actually, I'm sure it is, and I'm sure it's by Ed Sheeran, but um, Ed Sheeran is bad, and he's in every single song, and I don't like and him. And, like, half of the TV shows. He was just on The Simpsons he as we turned it He was on Game of Thrones. He was on the Game of Thrones. He got cut in the face by 
Princess Beatrice, was that right? Duchess Beatrice? On Game of Thrones? No, this was just at a party. Oh, good. And, and like a, they were pretending to knight somebody, and Ed Sheeran got cut so, with a sword at the face. Man, hold on. Couple questions. Is Ed Sheeran happy? He fucking better be. He better be, because... He's making me miserable. <laughs> so it, somebody has to be happy with Ed Sheeran's life, because it's not me. Right. And then also, does Ed Sheeran fuck? No. No, there's no, no. way. Yeah, yeah, Okay. Why... Why Beyonce? Why I know. did she do that? Why did she do that to us? And credit card debt? Well, she's been featuring on a lot of songs. Like yeah. she's like, "Hey Eminem, what's up?" I you know, I like a week before I heard that song, I was thinking about how lucky we were that Eminem and Beyonce had never done a collabo like in 04. Mm. And I'm still glad that that didn't happen. Right. I how do we feel about Eminem because I don't feel good. Um, I find his rap style way too robotic. I don't like, I don't enjoy listening to him. No, I don't think that it's enjoyable. Formally, it's not a pleasant experience. Like even, even if we're separating the like man from the music, I don't like the music. Exactly. That's, that's how I feel too. Whenever I listen to him, I'm like, cool. I'm glad that we're listening to like this kid's sound club. It just like, it feels not like. It doesn't have the rhythm that I like when I listen to rap. Um, but recently, so my brother moved to Detroit and he loves Eminem now and um, came home and was like, mom, I'm going to DJ, I'm going to take the ox cord in your car and we're going to play my music. And like growing up, I was never allowed to play like the rap music that I liked. Like I wasn't allowed to play like Kanye West or anything because mm-hmm. my mom was like, it hurts my ears. So I was like, whatever. <laughs> and then my brother comes home from Detroit and he's like, we're playing Eminem, baby. And my mom's like, ooh, Okay. Um, no. And it just, it ruined my life. Wow. Yeah. It's just, it's, I don't know. And also, you know, when Eminem was like coming up, he would put on flyers that the ICP were going to perform at the shows that he was at just to like get people to come because they were more popular. Whoa. That's great. Like within the local Detroit area. ICP, they're good. They're good people. That's what I've heard. They're like, they're great. They love their fans. Uh, that's a good song. They're bathed in Christ's love. Miracles is a great song. It's honestly a pretty good song. (laughs) Fucking magnets. How do they work? Oh, great music video. I will watch that music. I have watched that music video upwards of 10 times and I will watch it again when I go home. I still have to figure out what my favorite music video is. Is it? Hmm. It might be. Get your freak on Missy Elliott. Okay. It could be that. It I, might be every Missy Elliott music video. I can imagine that that is a good music video. <gasps> Speaking of... Oh, no, it's actually it's actually Janet Jackson's Doesn't Really Matter, which even though it's from the Nutty Professor 2 soundtrack, <laughs> is the best music video. Okay. There's a robot dog in it. Wow. I had a robot dog named Puppy. I got it for Christmas. Puppy? like five. Uh, yeah, it was good. Um... What was I going to say? Oh, speaking about music videos and movies, so Spice Girls Band. Mm-hmm. They have a movie called Spice World. Mm-hmm. It's good. I love that movie. It's so good. So good. I would watch that movie on Jeff purpose. Jeff Garland. Is, Mark McKinney. Uh, Alan Cumming. Alan Cumming. Richard E. Grant. <laughs> Jennifer Saunders. Okay. Yeah, you Richard know the whole cast. Richard Curtis. Their pregnant friend. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tosh from uh, Torchwood. I don't remember her name, but she was also on Absolutely Fabulous. Well, that's just a really good movie because it 
does not make sense. And Roger I love Moore. that. Roger Moore. Well, it's a good movie. So good. And I would like to revisit it now. Yeah, I own it. So that's <laughs> Whoa. <didn't> happen. <laughs> okay. Immediately. Um, it's perfect. I think that band movies should be fun and stupid like that. Yeah, it shouldn't be none of this like tour shit like, "Oh, this is my emotional." No, 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 no. no, no Jesus, no, no. I always pray to Jesus Christ before concerts and these are my emotions. No, I don't need that. Spice World is good because like A Hard Day's Night is a good movie, but Help is a bonkers movie. Mm-hmm. And Spice World, they just went straight to like Help to like that level of craziness. Yeah, they were just like, "What?" Ever. Like, here... Aliens grab Scary Spice's boobs? Yes. Yeah. And One then, of their boobs. Remember the men who come out and they do the dance? Are they aliens? Which men who come out and do the dance? <laughs> like, they're all... They're oh, all no. They're just Italian. Sailor. They're yeah. not aliens. They're hot men in sailor clothing. And then and I remember... Assless chaps. Assless chaps. Um, That's where you first... Uh, That's where I first saw them. 100% where I first saw a man's ass and was like, good, good, good. That's my first crush was the assless <laughs> chest. All of the, uh, the men yeah. in the Italian so, TV section. Also, like, they have a pregnant friend, and they're trying to help her the entire movie. And uh, there's just, like, a lot going on there. The fact that their tour bus is bigger on the inside <laughs> yes. means it's probably a TARDIS, mm-hmm. means that Meatloaf might be a Time Lord because the, he's their bus driver. That's the first thing that you see in the movie is the tour bus, so you're immediately thrown into this world where you're, like, all right, but some crazy shit is about yeah. to happen. Also, um, the movie says, you know how lots of movies are like based on a true story or like partially based on a true story. Mm-hmm. That movie starts with uh, based on an idea, which you know that's what most movies are based <laughs> on. But um, that movie starts with based on an idea, but it does it does tell you that you're just like, oh, this is just a bunch of ideas that the Spice Girls had. <laughs> they couldn't agree, so they made it a movie. Yeah, it's good. You were born around the time the Spice Girls were famous? Uh, Yeah, I was. I was born in 1994. Um, But Spice World, I think, came out in, like, 1998 or something. Because I I remember watching, like, with my sisters and just being like, what is this? I love their music. Yeah, do you remember a time when Jerry was in the Spice Girls? Yes, I do remember a time. Just checking. I had – well, I wasn't Jerry, but I had the Barbies. My sister was Jerry. Other uh, sister was forty, and I was baby, obviously, because baby. So we're the baby, baby in the, the family. family. Um, but yeah, so that came out nineteen ninety eight. I think I was like four when I watched it the first time, and then I watched it again like two years later. I was like, this is stupid. And then I watched it sometime in high school. Um, yeah. Scary was always my favorite. Okay. Now I know that Melby is insane. Melby cut off her. Skin. Yes, she did. She did. She did do that. Which is good. Um, <laughs> that's good. I. Where can people find you online, Steph? Man, you can find me on twitter.com at whatissteph. Um, I love Twitter. It's my favorite thing in the world. Also, Instagram, Steph, M-C-C-A. And then you can see me Instagram um, flowers all the time. A lot of flowers. I can vouch. You can also find me on LinkedIn, which is where my ex-boyfriend tries to find me once a month. It's very enjoyable for me, (laughs) so you can try to do that, too. No, don't find me on LinkedIn. Uh, um, Yeah, that's it. All right. I'm at BethyBSQU on Twitter, Bethy Squires on Instagram. I don't have a social media presence for this podcast yet, so suck it.
But definitely, but definitely find me on LinkedIn. <laughs> Elizabeth yeah. Squires with an S. Find me on LinkedIn. Endorse me for 